Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our regular briefing. We will be talking about a number of things today, starting, as always, with an update from public health, and then we'll be talking about traffic safety um, and a few other things that are going on in the city. Uh, but first, I will welcome up Morgan Finke from Public Health for a little update. Good morning. We shared this week that on Saturday, April 2nd, will be the final day for operation for testing and vaccination clinics at the Alliant Energy Center. The closure, just another example of how we continue to adjust our response to meet the current needs of our community. With dramatically decreased levels of COVID cases, hospitalizations, deaths in recent weeks, we are also seeing a decrease in the demand for vaccines and tests in Dane County. As we mark this milestone, it's important to recognize the incredible team effort that has unfolded over the past two years as we've kept the various clinics running at the Alliant Energy Center. A true collaboration between partners at the county, state, and federal level, and of course a big thank you to the staff at the Alliant Energy Center who have worked alongside us to make these clinics as accessible and welcoming as possible. And of course a big thank you to everyone who turned out to utilize these services, the people of Dane County who really helped us keep it running. That said, there are still plenty of options for getting your COVID vaccines and tests provided by public health and other partners. We offer testing and vaccination at our South Park Street Clinic Clinic, and we also offer vaccination at our East Washington Street Clinic. You can find hours and locations on our website, as always. That's also where you'll find a list of our trusted testing partners. Or if you have symptoms, you can also utilize your healthcare provider for a test. Now for a quick summary of where cases stand, our current seven-day average of cases is 60 cases per day, which is relatively stable compared to a week ago. Hospitalizations have also stabilized with the seven day average of people who are currently in the ICU with COVID at the lowest levels we've seen the entire pandemic. You may have heard some news about the Omicron subvariant BA2, and so I want to share a few updates and things that we're learning about it. The majority of samples sequenced at this point, both statewide and nationally, continue to be identified as the original Omicron variant. So far, a total of 155 cases of that subvariant have been identified in Wisconsin. And while the percent of tests that are sequenced and identified as BA2 do appear to be increasing, reinfection after of BA2 after being infected with BA2 one, that original Omicron, appears to be rare based on recent research out of Denmark. One last thing I wanted to address quickly is that some of you may have heard news about the Moderna vaccine planning to request authorization for its low-dose vaccine for kids under six. I just want to remind everyone there are several steps and approvals that have to happen before such a move would affect Dane County, but of course we'll continue to monitor it and keep you updated as we learn more. Thank you. Thank you, Morgan. I just want to ask everybody again, if you haven't yet gotten vaccinated or boosted, please do that. Get those shots. Help keep our community safe. Um, there's lots of opportunities still to get the vaccine if you need it. And I also want to say a big thank you to everybody who was a part of making the clinics at the Alliant Energy Center possible uh, over the entire time that we've been there. Uh, it's taken a tremendous number of effort of people uh, putting in a lot of effort 
to make that happen. So thanks to the Alliant Energy Center staff, thanks to the public health staff, thanks to the National Guard, everybody who is a part of that. We really appreciate it. Next, we will be hearing uh, an update on traffic safety from Chief Barnes. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Thank you for the opportunity to address our community. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Chief Sean Barnes, and I have the pleasure of being the Chief of Police for the Madison Police Department here in our capital city. Uh, this year, the Madison Police Department um, has identified three strategic areas of focus. Uh, one area is in traffic enforcement. The other area is in shots fired and finally stolen vehicles. This morning, I wanted to share with you a little bit about our efforts uh, in regards to traffic safety. We're addressing what we're calling aggressive driving offenses. These are safe movement violations that we think are correlated with serious injuries and fatalities on our streets. These are things like speeding, reckless driving, operating a vehicle while intoxicated, racing, and also red light violations. These are things that also we hear about every day. We are a community policing organization, and as we meet with different members of our community, different neighborhood associations, I can tell you personally that not a day goes by that someone does not talk to me about one of these uh, different violations that I just discussed, specifically racing and racing along East Washington Street. This year, we're going to be laser-focused in reducing these. Our analysis through our partnership with campaign, excuse me, with Vision Zero, has identified three main areas of focus. We've added a fourth. The fourth are community neighborhoods that are identified through our community partnerships, through our community policing program, and through our conversations with our valued community members. The other three are Mineral Point Road, the Beltline, and East Washington Street. So to be specific, it doesn't mean that if they're speeding on your neighborhood, uh, in your neighborhood, we won't address that. But it does mean that these three that I just mentioned are identified as what we call our high injury network. For example, on Mineral Point Road, Beltline, and East Washington Street, they have accounted for 57% of all fatalities within our city. Last year in 2021, these three roadways alone accounted for eight fatalities. 18 serious injuries occurred on these roadways as well. And thus far, we've seen two very serious crashes along this area. We continue to evaluate these roadways. We continue to look at our efforts to ensure that we're focused on the right place and to ensure that our resources are where they need to be. So let's talk a little bit about the scope of this problem and what we're seeing in 2021. Uh, in 20, excuse me, in 2022. In 2022, thus far, we've had 18 serious injuries compared to 11 the same time last year. We've experienced five fatalities compared to one last year. So as you can about imagine, we have increased our enforcement efforts. We have to. And we're focusing on those safe movement, those aggressive driving behaviors that I mentioned earlier. So far this year, we've had a 25% increase in the overall level of citations or warnings issued compared to last year this time. On East Washington Street and the Beltline, they currently account for about 30 to 35% of all the citations that we have issued. 
on East Washington Street, our enforcement efforts have increased nearly 135 percent compared to that point last year. In one of our operations, we were targeting people on the Beltline driving 30 miles per hour or above. And in the span of a few hours, we wrote over 30 tickets. We need our community to drive safe. We need our community to obey all the laws of the road and to consider others when we're driving. But we will continue to work with our city partners. We'll continue to work with our Vision Zero network to identify any other areas of focus in this regard. We also are looking into the driving behaviors that have that really uh, directly impact what I believe are quality of life issues for those persons who live and work along the East Washington Street corridor. We'll continue to use grant-funded overtime to augment our traffic enforcement efforts to make sure that we're specifically focused on East Washington Street. Now, I have been told that we're apparent we are approaching uh, racing season, um, so I want to assure our community that there will be no racing season this year. Uh, racing season has been canceled. So we want to make sure that our officers are at the right place at the right time to give good education, to give good warnings, and when appropriate, to give citations for those persons who think that East Washington Street is a drag strip. It is not. Uh, in 2021, our officers dedicated about one-third of their off officer hours to East Washington Street, and we will continue to do this. Lastly, um, this is a problem-oriented policing initiative. And so what that means is that we currently and consistently uh, evaluate our efforts, and we also, most importantly, partner with other uh, parts of our city, we also partner with our business community, and we certainly need to partner with our community for education, for understanding, so that we can all get home the same way we left. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. I really appreciate the, the police department focusing on this traffic safety as an issue. It's certainly of concern to our community and uh, enforcement is an important piece. Uh, as the chief said, it's not the only piece. And so uh, just to be clear, as part of our Vision Zero initiative, we are also looking at the engineering um, of our high injury network and making improvements there. We're focusing on education um, and we're focusing on um, quick interventions that can help change driver behavior. But my request to our entire community is if you are going to get behind the wheel of a car, please drive safely. Please prioritize people in your actions. And remember that as someone in a car, you are actually the safest person in an interaction with a pedestrian or a bicyclist. It's very important that you prioritize the safety of people around you and the safety of our streets as you're driving. And as I said, we'll continue as a city to focus on safety in our streets and, and to make sure that we're using all of the tools available to us to improve safety. But it does take our entire community to build a culture of safety, and I hope that you will help with that. 
It is uh, Women's History Month, and so I want to just call that out um, and uh, note that we are celebrating in a number of ways across the city. Um, in particular, as always, our public libraries are doing a great job of lifting up women's history and opportunities to learn about women's history. Um, I encourage you to check out the public library website, uh, madpl.org, uh, for a list of events and books that you might want to check out uh, and read during this month. A number of different announcements to go through. Um, first, I want to start out uh, with um, some news about our ARPA funding. As always, I'm incredibly grateful to President Biden for providing the American Rescue Plan Act funding to our community. It's really helping in a number of ways. Recently, the City Council approved uh, $700,000 in funding to organizations that serve undocumented immigrant residents in the city of Madison. We directed this funding to the undocumented community because many of them face barriers in accessing other public funds that have come through uh, pandemic relief. So it's important for us to make sure that we're helping everybody who's in need uh, that has been impacted by the pandemic. And uh, we're leaning on uh, eight community-based organizations um, that got these awards to help us in that. And so thank you and congratulations to the African Center for Community Development, the Catholic Multicultural Center, Centro Espano, the Community Immigration Law Center, the Latino Academy for Workforce Development, the Rainbow Project, RISE Wisconsin, and the Veracourt Neighborhood Center. We really appreciate their partnership with us and their service to our community. If you uh, are a homeowner and you have been impacted by the pandemic, there is now a program for homeowners through the state of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Help for Homeowners program. Um, the beginning of the month, Governor Evers announced this, and I'm really grateful to the governor for all of his support um, for folks through the pandemic. This is just one of many ways that he's been helpful. Um, any uh, eligible homeowners with or without a mortgage who have experienced financial hardship because of the pandemic can receive financial assistance with overdue housing-related bills like mortgage payments, property taxes, utilities, housing counseling, and legal services. Uh, you might qualify if you are a homeowner. Um, if your household income is at or below 100% of the area meeting income, and if you experienced a qualified hardship after January 21st, 2020. The application is live and open. It's a first come, first serve. Uh, you can check it out at homeownerhelp.wi.gov. That's all one word, homeownerhelp.wi.gov. Or if you want more information and assistance, you can call 855-2-HOME-WISCONSIN. So that's 855-2-HOME-WI, 855-2-HOME-WI. And the, both the application portal and the call center are available in Spanish, Hmong, and Somali in addition to English. If you are a renter or a landlord in need of financial assistance as a result of the pandemic, you can still access that assistance through the Dane Corps 2.0 Emergency Rental Assistance Programs. And I really encourage everybody to take advantage of any of these programs that you might be eligible for and to help support your recovery from the pandemic. It may have come to your attention that we are getting close to the April election. Um, there's a number of things on the ballot on April 5th, and we, as always, encourage people to be voters. 
um, if you're eligible. Um, this uh, April, you can vote for the Court of Appeals judge in District 4, Dane County Circuit Court judge. There's five different branch seats. Um, there are 37 Dane County Board Supervisors um, that are elected on a district basis. So your County Board Supervisor is up for re-election. Um, there are also three seats on the Madison Metropolitan School District Board, um, a number of other um, school districts in the county, um, and uh, I think that might be it. So there's a, a number of different things around the county, but for Madison, it's going to be the judges, the county board, and the school district. And I really encourage people to check out these races, to educate yourself, and to vote. You can find a sample ballot at myvote.wi.gov. Um, so if you want to see everything that's on your ballot, you can enter your address and find that out. Uh, I do want to note that because of uh, the census and redistricting, many people's polling places have changed. Um, we did mail postcards to everybody, but you should definitely confirm your polling place before you head out to vote on April 5th. You can look that up at cityofmadison.com slash where do I vote? All one word. Cityofmadison.com slash where do I vote? Um, you also need photo ID um, to vote. And so there's a number of different types of acceptable photo ID, including a Wisconsin driver's license, uh, Wisconsin DOT issued photo ID card, a passport, a military ID card, um, and a number of other things. Um, so please remember to get yourself a, a photo ID that's good for voting. If you need help getting that ID, the Dane County Voter ID Coalition can help you. Um, they will help you get to the Department of Motor Vehicles and work through the application process to get a voter ID. Um, you can find out more or get their help at voteridwisconsin.org, voteridwisconsin.org, or you can call 608-285-2141, 608-285-2141. In person, absentee voting started on Tuesday here in Madison. And so if you want to uh, vote early, you still have that option. Um, many folks have requested an absentee ballot already. Um, you can do an in-person absentee ballot, or of course you can vote on election day. Um, if you are voting in-person absentee, you do need to bring your photo ID. Um, if you want to register for the first time or to update your registration because you have moved or you've changed your name, you do need to also bring proof of residence. Um, but if you don't need to change your registration, it's just the photo ID. If you have requested and received an absentee ballot in the mail, you can return your completed absentee ballot to an in-person absentee voting location during those voting hours. Um, or, of course, you can send it through the mail. Um, and as always, at the end of the voting shift for any given day, all of these absentee ballots will be brought to the clerk's office in a courier bag with a tamper evidence seal. Uh, there is a unique serial number on each of those seals, and it's documented in a chain of custody form, um, as is the number of absentee uh, envelopes that are sealed in that courier bag. The clerk's office and the city of Madison 
take the security of our elections incredibly seriously, and our clerk's office does a fantastic job at running elections, I have to say. If you want to vote absentee in person, here are your options. You can vote at the clerk's office um, in the city county building from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, March 22nd through April 1st, and 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday, March 26th, and on April 2nd. You can also vote at the Warner Park Community Recreation Center, the Alicia Ashman Library, the Goodman South Madison Library, Hawthorne Library, Meadow Ridge Library, and Penny Library. And at all of those locations uh, will be open 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, March 22nd through April 1st, and 11 to 4 on Saturday, March 26th and April 2nd. At the East Madison Community Center, you can vote 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Tuesday through Friday, March 22nd through 25th. At the Madison College Truax campus and Goodman South campus, and also at Edgewood College, you can vote 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday, March 28th through April 1st. And at the UW-Madison Memorial Union and Union South, you can vote 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday, March 22nd through April 1st. So lots of options to vote in-person absentee if that's what you would like to do. And the poll workers are out there. They are ready for you, and they are uh, eager to help you vote. Um, in other election security news, uh, there will be the public test of election equipment this Saturday. The uh, clerk's office always does a public test of our uh, our tabulators to make sure that they will accurately count votes on election day. They test each machine for accurate vote count. They secure the ballot box and scanner with tamper evidence seals with unique serial numbers and then uh, everything is documented at the public test and election officials will verify the serial numbers as they open the polls on election day. This test is held at 2713 East Washington Ave, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. or until they're done on Saturday, March 26th. They will take a break at noon for lunch, but everyone is welcome to come and observe. Uh, please do make sure that you're registered to vote, and please do make sure that you cast your ballot if you're eligible to do so in this spring election. There are important races on the ballot, and more importantly, we need to uh, participate in our democracy if we want to keep it. So I really encourage everybody to get registered and to vote um, either uh, before or on Election Day. All right, some streets news. Um, you may have heard that a location at South Point is replacing the Badger Road site as the west side drop-off site. Um, so Badger Road uh, is shutting down on March 25th and will remain closed through spring of 2023. Um, but on March 29th of this year, a new drop-off site at 402 South Point Road will open. They will accept trash, recycling, yard waste, brush, electronics, styrofoam, and other material that you might have dropped off at Badger Road. Um, if you are planning to drop off something that requires a fee sticker, you need to plan ahead and pay that fee in advance. You can find out more at cityofmadison.com slash large item work order. All one word, cityofmadison.com slash large item work order. Related, the set-out dates for spring yard waste collection are now available. If your uh, yard is looking for a little tender, loving care and you want to um, 
do some brush collection or maybe you're cutting things back, um, be mindful of your pollinator population and leave them somewhere to live. But um, you can take maybe those old leaves and anything that you're cutting back um, to the curb. Um, You will have two set-out dates this spring. Um, for curbside collection, and you can learn when those are by visiting cityofmadison.com slash yard waste. That's cityofmadison.com slash yard waste. Enter your address, and you will see the calendar uh, of the weeks that they will be coming through and when you need to have stuff on the curb. Um, Please do place stuff on the edge of the terrace, but not in the street. Um, We love our lakes. We don't leaf them. Um, So make sure that you're staying on the terrace. And try and keep this material away from other obstructions like signs and poles and mailboxes and trees and parked cars. It makes it hard for the staff to come and pick it up if it's too close to other things. Of course, of course, you can always find out more information at cityofmadison.com slash streets. Speaking of streets, um, we are closing South Blair Street for construction um, starting on the 21st. They started uh, grading and excavating at the John Nolan Drive, South Blair Street, and East Wilson Street intersection. Some people know it as the hairball. Um, And so there's going to be reduced traffic lanes throughout that intersection. Expect delays if you're needing to make your way through that intersection. Starting uh, approximately on April 1st, they're going to start what they describe as major excavation, um, which means that a number of the approaches to that intersection will be fully closed. Um, So you may want to find another way to go Um, instead of trying to get through that intersection. um, They are going to maintain some lanes, um, particularly during the morning rush hours. Um, If you want project updates, you can visit citymadison.com slash engineering, click on the projects tab, and um, go to this project for all the information that you might want to know. If instead of trying to drive through a crazy intersection, you want to try a B-cycle, I'm happy to announce that Madison B-cycle, our public libraries, and our public library foundation have relaunched the Community Pass program. So you can go to your library, you can check out a community pass for B-Cycle, and then you can use uh, one of over 350 electric bikes around our community um, with that pass. Um, they, you can go to any public library location. Um, I think they have two passes at each location. They can be checked out for up to a week at a time. Um, and uh, you can access the B-Cycles at more than 50 B-Cycle stations around the community. They will also check you out a helmet if you need one. Um, highly recommended. Um, and so there are also, just so you know, um, B-cycle stations currently outside of the central library location and the penny library location if you want to both check out your pass and get your B-cycle all at once. You can learn more at madison.bcycle.com. That's B-C-Y-C-L-E.com. Last but certainly not least in the news category, I want to congratulate Chris Carbon on his selection as the next chief of the Madison Fire Department. We're looking forward to uh, working with him, and I want to say congratulations and thank you to Chief Davis on his retirement. Uh, We will miss you, Chief, but your retirement is well-earned. 
And then, as always, just to highlight a few community resources, if you need to identify emergency food options, um, housing support, mental health support, other social service agencies, please call 211 or text your zip code to 898-211. That will connect you with the United Way of Dane County, and they will connect you with the resources that you need. Um, you can also learn much more about what's going on in the community at cityofmadison.com slash mayor slash blog, um, and you can subscribe to get regular updates as well. Finally, meetings that are happening um, in the near future. Today we have at 3 p.m. the Sustainable Madison Committee, at 5 p.m. the Plan Commission, um, on Monday the 28th at 5 p.m. Transportation Policy and Planning Board will meet, Tuesday the 29th at 6.30 p.m. the Common Council will meet, Wednesday the 30th at 5 p.m. again the Transportation Policy and Planning Board and Monday the 4th at 5.30 p.m. the City County Homeless Issues Committee. Many, many more committees are meeting here in the City of Madison. If you want to see the full list, find out um, how to register to attend them, uh, what is on the agenda, the minutes from previous meetings, please visit cityofmadison.com and click on the meetings calendar and all of that is available to you. That is what I have on the list for today day. So let's see if we have any questions. We have no questions today, Mayor. All right, we must have done a great job at answering everybody's questions preemptively. So thanks again, Morgan and Chief, for being here. And uh, have a great day, everybody, even though it is snowing out there still. Um, stay warm, and we'll see you next time.